Welcome to episode 224 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Good evening. It is Monday night, December 18th, and we are bringing to you our much-anticipated The Last Jedi review. We went from McSauce Field Trip Thursday night, December 15th at 9.45. We all saw The Last Jedi. It was December 14th, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It was yeah. the 14th. Uh, Ian and I saw it twice. Matt saw it once the first time, and we are eager to talk about The Last Jedi. So let's do a quick housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. McSauce.com. Let's get into it. <laughs> If this is your first listen, Instagram and Twitter as well, um, iTunes, you may be listening to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. So, uh, hopefully, it's more favorable than the reviews by people for um, the Last Jedi. I don't. It's a real split decision. Well, it's it's super it's super weird. Um, on like everything I see. On Twitter, is Last Jedi is so good. Last Jedi is so good. Last Jedi is incredible. Every person that I've talked to is like, ah, that wasn't really good. Yeah, like and- there have been. I've gotten. Oh, the only one, like person to person, someone that I actually know, favorable review, was Larry Ganny, a friend of ours. He does the Guest Room podcast. He was the only person that I've spoken to that really liked it. Everyone yeah. else that I've talked to is negative, but online is just stroking it hard. And I don't really, I mean, like, I I don't really understand why. It's There's, there's a bunch of shit in this movie that I just can't wrap my head around. And if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter. Tomatometer? Tomatometer. Looks like the critics are giving it a 93, and the audience score is at a 56. Thanks, 4chan. It, it seems like it keeps dropping. Um, usually when, usually it, when you have a, a controversial movie like this mm-hmm. that's very popular, but it's also polarizing, you're going to get a lot of like one-star ratings or you know one out of ten, and that... Tends to be really unfair, so it's going to lower the score than it otherwise would be. Yeah, and they're also, uh, Paul mentioned it a little bit ago there, but there was something on either Reddit or 4chan where there was somebody that came out and said that he has, he's a regular poster on Rotten Tomatoes and he was actively going out and giving it bad scores through his multiple accounts. Um, so that's, I mean, that's one way if you want to rationalize. Yeah, someone took, someone took credit via 4chan for, like, mobilizing, mobilizing online fans to purposefully, like, keep bringing down the score. And that came to light, um, on Sunday, I believe, well before I talked to the majority of the people that I talked to, um, so I don't think that... That affected any of their opinions. Also, um, when we were leaving the theater, I was listening. I was trying to listen to some of the people the first time that we were leaving, and just hearing some of their reactions. And um, I, I don't remember much uh, enthusiasm or um, afterglow or enjoyment really of the film. It was a lot of questions. It was a lot of. People that were a little bit upset with the way that the material was handled and the way that things went in that movie, I, I also have yet to meet one person that I know in real life that enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it's it's been like it's it's so it's so weird watching. Well, even like. And all of the online, all a lot of the online stuff I've seen has primarily been, you know, like the entertainment stuff that I follow. You know, like Tiffany Smith loves it, and Morgan, Morgan, what's her face from Space Network? Oh, loves I know her, it. Morgan, what's her, Morgan yeah. Webb. 
Webb. No, it's not Morgan Webb. No? Morgan Hoffman. Oh, okay. And like, you know, some like you know retweets, you know, about it and stuff from you know different like comic fans, the comic you know artists and, and whatnot. But like even the like people that I've only met through Twitter, you know, via the podcast, other podcasts I listen to, they've even been like really lukewarm on it. So the official podcasts that I've listened to that have put out their reviews have all been really positive, but they are essentially critics that get paid for their opinion. Yeah. Um, and like one, one of the podcasts, a slash film podcast, uh, kind of like they had a, a um, they had to disclose that, you know, they're friends with Ryan Johnson and he's a buddy of theirs that came on their show probably a handful of times and, I would have so to say that that colors yeah. one's opinion. They were glowing about their review, and that it's their friend. It's fine if they liked it. Their friend's project, that's fine. Um, I was surprised that uh, the watch and there are a lot of really good things to like about this movie. There are some good things. I don't know about a lot. There are some good things. Well, but let's uh, I, yeah, let's get in. Let's why don't we get into I some say, of that? When I say a lot, there are a lot of. They're not all superficial things. I don't want to use the word superficial because that makes it sound like they don't they don't really matter. There are a lot of really cool things about this movie that I that I really did like. We all saw it opening night and we all did not like it. First blush, seconds out of the theater, we convened and we were kind of all beside ourselves. As like, soon as the credits were like, rolling, I looked at you and I was like, see? "What happened?" <laughs> yeah, you, Ian, you made noise during the movie. <laughs> when, I didn't know that I made noise when Ghost Yoda calls down the Ghost Force and lights a tree on fire. Um, you were—I I don't remember what you said, but you were audibly—you were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> because then he laughs and he kicks his feet. Like a little kid, Yoda does not you because you were mad. There yeah. was no. I remember kicking. at that moment looking at you like, yeah, what is happening? I think I think that's what you said. You were like, what is happening? And at that point, like the movie was lost <laughs> to you. At that at that point in the movie, the last Jedi became Darth Vader. <laughs> Your father is dead, and like Matt was Matt was just beside himself mcsauce's resident star wars expert you know just pacing in one place eyes cast down to the ground hands in pockets you know just a back and forth shuffling just trying to piece it all together it it was a somber somber moment i went back two days later i went back sunday morning and i liked it a lot better the second time i think that had a lot to do with being able to brace myself for some of the really not good parts that were coming because there were a lot of not good things about this movie but knowing knowing all of the all of those things were happening knowing that there was a scene where Luke Skywalker squirts milk out of an alien's titty and drinks it and can, knowing can that we was just coming I was able to brace for it can we just clarify it wasn't like it was a, like a cow udder they look like six boobs right there was like a, a pack of or four four yeah boobs. it wasn't it wasn't the long quote unquote nipple that a cow has it, it wasn't really an utter they were juicy it titties like they were like tits yeah <laughs> they and like so knowing there were like tits in this movie i was able like i was able to brace for that i knew that stuff was coming, so I was able, I was able to, to focus more on the things that I did like about it. So I had a much more favorable experience the second time. See, I also went back Saturday morning or Sunday morning, and I, uh, I tried to have a similar experience with it, and I, I went in a half an hour early, and I sat down in my seat with my popcorn and I listen to people talk about their expectations and get excited and mumble and chatter. And then I also, after the movie, 
walked out and listened to people and listened to people react. And nobody was all that thrilled with the things that were happening in the film. And I went in with the expectation that I was going to like some of the things in this film, which it, it does have a few, not even a few, that's that's disregarding of, of the movie. It does have things that I enjoyed. It does have moments that are very cool and likable things that characters do and exciting visuals and things like that. But overall, the problematic areas stuck out more so the second viewing and I had a bigger problem with it and I disliked it even more the second time around. When we left the theater on Thursday night, the first viewing, Ian said... I think I'm quoting you here, actually. He said, I don't think I liked it. And then you corrected yourself and said, no, I'm I'm saying I did not like it. I didn't want to hedge because I, it's... I felt myself giving it Star Wars benefit of the doubt. This property that I've loved since I was four years old, probably even before that. I wanted to hedge my bets and say, maybe I'm just reacting, maybe something stuck in my craw, maybe something I saw just didn't set with sit with me the right way. And instantly I was like, no, there were too many problematic things. There were too many things that jumped out and were not in the spirit of Star Wars that disregarded the long history, that disregarded even the short history of some of the new things that have been introduced that just were out of place, out of character, and were purposefully um, misdirected or subverted our expectations on purpose to make me feel, mm, I don't know, this this isn't a good movie. Well, Ian, let's get to it then. You, that's the thing that you found like to be the movie's biggest flaw was the weird like misdirections and and kind of like when they would zip. They would zig when you expected them to zag. Is that is that kind of your biggest issue with the film? Uh, was it the fact that Ryan Johnson took JJ's outline for where these characters were going and lit it on fire, came on it, and then fucked it and threw it in the garbage? Yeah, it would. It, it my my thing is that this film didn't. Um, it didn't care about any of the things that came before it at all. It either discarded or in a very meta way, it told the audience that um, over and over again, it told the audience, the things that you like about star Wars, not only don't matter, but you're stupid for liking them. Um, How did they tell you you were stupid for liking them? That wasn't as I feel that like, wasn't as meta, but the uh, absolutely the uh, like wait, wait, wait. Uh, let Ian answer that. that we all like the look of Kylo Ren from The Force Awakens, right? We all thought that his his gear was pretty cool, his mask was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Snoke's like, take that ridiculous mask off. I I feel like that's that's one in a host of different things that were kind of telegraphed to the audience that yeah. These things don't matter. Right off the bat, Luke throwing the lightsaber cavalierly over his shoulder. Sure, that's unexpected, but it's also stupid. It's not in character with what Luke Skywalker would do. It's just dismissive of the audience. The reverence <laughs> that we all have for that moment where Rey travels across the galaxy and, and finds hunts down Luke Skywalker to help the Resistance, and he... Then in the next frame, throws the lightsaber over the side of his shoulder. That's insulting. So let's let's talk about that moment for a minute. The first when the for the for, last scene in the Force Awakens, Ray reaches out to hand Luke the his his lightsaber, the lightsaber he learned the Force with. He learned to be a Jedi with. And when the last Jedi picks up, he takes it cavalierly, throws it over his shoulder. Now this is this is the first moment I was like, "Oh, Ryan Johnson has never seen 
the original trilogy. He's only <laughs> writing these characters based on what he's read on Wikipedia. So, Luke Skywalker, who... That blue lightsaber, that was the only thing he had from his parents when Obi-Wan gives it to him. He learns through Obi-Wan the legend of his father. He was a great pilot. He you know, fought in the Clone Wars. You know, this was a guy to, to you know, but he turned turn to the dark side. And he, the only thing he had from his past, the, the, his parents, was that lightsaber. He learned from Obi-Wan, his new father figure, his new mentor, how to use it. He trained with it on Dagobah. He took it to fight his father for the first time to, to confront save him his, to save his friends, his sister and his friends to save and to to confront his father for the first time, and then he loses it. So you mean to tell me through all of that, that lightsaber has that little significance for that character? I don't think Ryan Johnson has ever seen a frame of movie from the original trilogy if he's comfortable with that scene. I don't care how funny it is. I don't care how unsuspected that is. If he throws it over his shoulder, if he wants to discard it, you know, have him slam it back in Ray's chest and or walk just, away. Or just drop it on the ground or set it down. Or set it down. Set it down. That lightsaber has meaning to that character. And that was the moment when I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, me too. We may be in trouble. I looked past the too long family guy jerky boys joke in the before that. But that moment when Luke throws the lightsaber over his shoulder, I was like, oh, no. And ultimately, if I'm going to pick out the, the, the biggest misstep, it's the treatment of Luke because Ryan Johnson just doesn't get it. There's a reason up until the week before the movie came out, Mark Hamill was still saying things like, I don't really, I wasn't really comfortable with this. And he was a little more guarded with his comments because months before that, he just came out and said, I didn't like it. And surely Disney put the smackdown on him because then all that disappeared. And then he was a little more guarded, just leaving, leaving some breadcrumbs in the media about, yeah, well, I'm crazy about this, but Ryan's doing a great job. He has a distinct individual vision. Ryan Johnson has made films and, that won awards. Yeah. You people should all really like this and film you know because he's a, yeah. he's a quality And you know what? I take, ex I take exception with articles saying Mark Hamill colored how fans are supposed to feel about Luke Skywalker's journey by saying those things. I'm a grown man with my own brain and my own thoughts. And even before Mark Hamill said those things, and th at the end of The Force Awakens, I thought all these same things. Mark Hamill didn't color shit. Mark Hamill just... He just joined all of the other fans that knew this direction for the character was wrong. And it stayed wrong through the entire movie. It never got better. And... He, Ryan Johnson has Mark Hamill phone in the ending. And the barely barely better than a text <laughs> at the end to you know get you know Kylo Ren to get out his phone and waste some time so the resistance can get away. And that that's where I kind of have issue with any self-proclaimed fans of Star Wars, hardcore fans of Star Wars that enjoyed this film. I don't understand how they can be comfortable with themselves with the the poor like not even poor the the criminal handling handling of the most beloved character or at least to me he's my favorite character in all of fiction and the way that he was treated and the way that his legacy was um stained in this is unforgivable and that's what i that was my takeaway the second time i was like Wow, this is completely out of character for Luke Skywalker. And any any pretty pictures or cool set designs or neat ships, all that stuff goes by the wayside when you completely destroy 
one of the central characters to this story. The trajectory was bad at the end of The Force Awakens, and it didn't get any better. Matt? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Force Awakens, what they did was they established Luke as having gone in search throughout the galaxy to figure out the origins of the Jedi, maybe to kind of, you know, attain enlightenment and uh, hopefully, like, make sense of, like, what has happened to him and why things didn't work out, which is fine. Um, the Luke that we get at the end of that movie is not necessarily a... Um, uh, a character that has given up that um, it, it just wants to die. Uh, we were led to believe in The Force Awakens that he was a character that went to actually do something meaningful. Maybe well, he they, did. They say in The Force Awakens he went to find the first Jedi, the Temple. First Jedi Temple. Right. So why does he go to find the first Jedi Temple if he thinks the Jedi should end? Is it possible that Ryan Johnson never saw a Star Wars movie before he directed this? Is it possible that he gets there and then realizes, oh, I don't like these texts and he even like says it in the movie that um you know the the Jedi are not perfect, you know, they they were their own hubris was their undoing. But isn't what sends him to the the temple his own hubris and his own like completely unforgivable, totally insane? We don't know why thing he, that he does. We don't know why we'll he went in the Force Awakens, right? Because he was because thirsty. He, that's why he drank. We were, because we he were, failed. We was right. right? We figured like, he failed, but I'm we didn't assuming. think it was. Oh, in the Force Awakens, yeah, right. you're right. We're, in that right, movie, right. we're under the impression that that Kylo Ren was the reason it wasn't like something that Luke did. It was just Kylo Ren was not, he, he, there was darkness within him. And, uh, but they decided to make it a little bit murkier by actually having Luke do something, which to me is the most out of character thing for Luke, which was considering murdering his nephew in his sleep, Totally uh, insane. Maybe, maybe there was a way to actually, like, uh, you know, work with Kylo Ren or or Ben Ben Skywalker, Ben Solo. Paul, I'm gonna call on you. You're raising uh, your hand. Yeah. So, Darth Vader. Luke has no personal connection to. Never met him before The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader, who as far as Luke knows, personally murdered all the Jedi. Um, killed countless of beings. Betrayed had a hand, and murdered his father. Betrayed and murdered his own father. Uh, had a hand in blowing up Alderaan. All of those cut off his own hand. Maybe lied or didn't about being his own father. And Luke still had the capacity to try to save him. At the very end, Luke goes helpless to the Death Star in Return of the Jedi, knowing that he can't beat Vader and the Emperor. He goes to save his father, to make one compassionate plea to save this one person. But, Ryan Johnson's Luke Skywalker is conflicted enough that he's going to murder a 16-year-old. In his sleep. Because in he's, his sleep. In his sleep because he senses unbridled darkness in him. The kid hasn't done anything. Anything? And I'm... Fuck, it, fuck the books. Fuck whatever novels came out. We only have the knowledge of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi to go on. This kid has done nothing but have darkness in him. Ryan, and Ryan Johnson sets it up that that's enough for Luke. This kid's got to go. That's because Luke Skywalker in this universe is Judge Dredd. Because Ryan Johnson 
has never seen the original trilogy. It's hard to it's hard to argue with that. Um, now, did Luke see into the future? He was able to see into the future in um, like The Empire Strikes Back. Maybe he had uh, basically harnessed that power over the years and got even better at it. And he sees that this kid actually is going to be really, really terrible. Not just oh, there's darkness in him, but he's actually, you know, he's the new Darth Vader. Is that why he lit up the lightsaber? Does he say that? Is there a he, line he doesn't, about he that? He doesn't say any of that. And while that is um, that that's based in logic, that is based on things that characters have done in the past in the yeah. films. Like Ryan Johnson doesn't give a shit, doesn't know that, and wouldn't write that into this movie. He doesn't care. So no. I don't think that this Luke Skywalker saw into the future. He just was felt a darkness within conflicted, him. scared person and decided to murder kids in their sleep. Um, nice, nice way to make the hero's hero into a complete, unredeemable creep. I guess Ryan, I guess Ryan Johnson's way of softening that up was to have Luke finally admit to Ray that, like, in a moment of weakness. My thumb slipped, and I lit my lightsaber, and then I realized, what am I doing? My thumb but, slipped. But, like, he shouldn't have even been... that. Like, that character shouldn't be in that position with Kylo Ren. Like, if you want to... If you want to go the Obi-Wan route, and, like, the kid was just... Like, the, the training didn't take her. It went a different way. Or, like, like Leia says in The Force Awakens, which maybe Ryan Johnson didn't see either according to things that happened in this movie, um, Snoke already had his hooks in him. That can be enough to take Kylo Ren to the other side. Like, it doesn't need to be, like, what Luke did or, like, the failure on his part, even though I understand why Luke would feel that, like, he failed his sister, he right. failed his Well, nephew. we don't know anything about Snoke. Maybe, maybe by that point, Snoke already had some kind of influence over him, and that is why there was that darkness within i they they don't go into it enough um or, or really at all um to explain kind of like snoke's role in this all we know from the force awakens is that snoke was the reason why he turned although luke i believe said it wasn't snoke it was me i'm the i'm the cause he said that in the last jedi yeah yeah but you know, but that's Luke all, was but, really hard on himself. Yeah, obviously. I, I read that dialogue as like for. I read that dialogue, and maybe that's just me because I've seen the original trilogy. I know what Luke Skywalker. Unlike supposed Ryan to be Johnson, like. apparently. Like that, I read that as taking the responsibility on himself. It doesn't matter right. what darkness was out there. My nephew was my responsibility, and I failed. And that was a redeeming quality. That was redeeming dialogue from Luke. And as much as uh, Luke's trajectory toward the end of the movie was like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I think it was the, uh, you know, I think it was a weak way for. Like I, I don't know what the fuck the point of all that was. We can get to that. We can get to that later on. Uh. Anything? What's what's on Matt? Matt, what's on your mind? Like Ian and I have discussed this a bunch over the weekend. You're 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 a blank slate over there. We have no idea what you thought about this movie. Well, I had a lot of mixed feelings about the movie. Uh, when I came out of the theater, I I think I didn't say I don't like this movie. I think I said I don't know how to feel about it because there was there were so many things that challenge conventional like the kind of common understanding of Star Wars and um, some things I I can accept and other things I can't. And I still feel very conflicted about how I feel overall. I definitely want to see it again. I really wish that I would have had a chance to see it, but I just didn't. Uh, oh, well, I did. I did have a chance on Friday, but I was pretty disgusted by, uh, you, you return your ticket, right? I refunded my ticket. I had a reserved seat for Friday, and I returned it. 
you're not I, the only person that I know that refunded their ticket. I know of two other people that refunded their tickets, and I've never actually... I didn't know you could do that. I think like, it's a I've newer never, thing. I think I, after this movie, Cinemark is going to stop that ability. They're going right. to be like, Geez. I've never heard of that happen before, but I heard it three times this weekend. It, I, I just wasn't ready. Now, now that I've allowed the movie to kind of sit for a while, and I I've, can't stop thinking about all the things that I didn't like or the things I did like, I'm ready to go back and kind of really give it I feel like one more viewing and I can really like solidify where I stand with it. But as of right now, I'm, I'm a mixed bag. I'm all over the place. I, I feel like I can point out a hell of a lot more that I take issue with because I, it's like easier. Do, do we want to like kind of go through some of the things that were no, good? No, 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 not yet. No, we don't want to do no. that. Well, no, because he, well, here's the thing. I want to be I want to be fair and just. We will. Because I've yeah, listened is- to many podcasts that were like, well, let's not be negative. Well, I think that that's kind of disingenuous whenever you silence people from their honest We will be fair and just as we hit different points of this movie. Because, like, the only point we've hit so far is the handling of Luke Skywalker, which there really isn't any, like, there's really no positives. Like, there's some cool things, maybe, toward the end of the movie, but ultimately it was just, like, the fucking coward's way out to me. I mean, like... Is it cool that he... <clears throat> Do we want to just get into this right now? Yeah, I mean, let's... And blow yeah, this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was... Uh, oh, Matt, go. Well, I, I didn't really get to weigh in on the handling of Luke Skywalker. Weigh in, baby. Um, the thing that I've noticed from the people that criticize this movie is a lot of the criticisms are things didn't play out the way that they wanted them to or expected them to. And I'm guilty of that. I think that sometimes, even if it didn't play out the way that you wanted it to, that doesn't mean that it was bad. It just was unexpected. Now, I think the majority of the unexpected in this movie was put in there for the sake of being unexpected, not for the sake of being the right thing to do, which is which is really ironic considering Daisy Ridley's quote. Uh, I believe it was in that uh, behind the scenes reel when um, I think it was after the first trailer, there was the behind the the scenes reel and her quote was um, what Ryan Johnson did here uh, is unexpected, but right. And Mm -hmm. I would argue that that is half right. Uh, it, It was unexpected, but mostly wrong that's now, what everybody's been holding up as praise it's it's unexpected it subverts expectations sometimes and- sometimes that's okay uh i'll be honest with you the handling of luke skywalker while it's nowhere near what i would have liked for me by the time he makes his grand appearance at the end to me that's the luke skywalker that i would have wanted and I think Mark Hamill even said it. It it was fundamentally fundamentally not the Luke Skywalker that I think it should have been, but he gets there eventually, right? Sort of. That's what Mark Hamill said. Yeah. Well, no, he, he, he no, Luke he doesn't Skywalker say Luke gets there as a hologram. No, sure. He doesn't. Mark Hamill says he doesn't. He he doesn't say Luke Skywalker gets there in the end. He says he comes around to understanding Ryan Johnson's thinking about the character at the end. So, initial initial reading of the script, he hates it, and then he talks to Ryan Johnson a bunch, and by the time they're filming, he's able to wrap his head around why this is the Luke that you get. He's essentially saying, I was able to act this role and do it the way that Ryan Johnson yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, That's I what get he's that. saying. I could have sworn there was a quote where... He said, by the time we get to the end of the movie, that we get to the Luke Skywalker that I expected it to be. That was also that was also a quote before the movie came out. So he couldn't be like, it was the Luke I wanted, sort of, because I wasn't really there. Right. Um, now, 
for me, the Luke that we got at the very end, I was perfectly happy with. Uh, it was all the stuff leading up to it that was just there. There were there were hints of the the Luke that I had envisioned over the years, right? Like his little interaction with R two D two, Chewbacca, even for a split second. Um, and this maybe, is this was part and parcel of the unevenness of Luke Skywalker yeah. because, and I've said this over, I've said this since I saw it. And Matt, we haven't talked, so this will be the first time I tell you this. There were times when Mark Hamill was Luke Skywalker. That scene, the scene with R2 and the Falcon, he sounded like Luke. He delivered the lines like Luke. He looked like Luke. It was Luke Skywalker. I think that's Mark Hamill's charisma and his knowingness of the character shining through what was a poor screenwriting of that character. But... The rest of the time, um, squirting like beach cow titty milk, uh, hitting Ray with the feather, being afraid of her, like all the other weird stuff. It felt like Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker in an SNL skit. It didn't feel like it was really Luke Skywalker. It felt just as genuine as him playing Luke in the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. But there, there were those times at the end when his hologram... Interacts but, but with that's Leia. another thing. Like it felt it's, like it's it his, felt like Luke right. and Leia but, again. But but it's cut away from the core of the movie because it once again it's his hologram. It's not really Luke actually being there. And I think I once again we're you know we're taking something and we're we're flipping it a little bit because we expect when Luke shows up we expect him to do what Obi Wan did and hold off the the legions and the forces of the first order in so that the resistance can make it out but he's actually not there so when so it kind of cuts away from when kylo ren makes the kill stroke it doesn't actually kill him but then we actually do kill luke later so it's like no you you thought that this was the way it was going to go. Haha, gotcha. And gotcha again because we actually <laughs> did fucking kill him in your fucking face, stupid audience. Like it is it's just a disingenuous way to do that. It's not the sacrifice if Luke is going to make a sacrifice like that, I feel like he should have actually been there to do it or don't die. So, yeah, Matt, he there were times he was he was Luke. Mhm. Yeah, you know, I was um I didn't. I don't have a problem with the force projection at all. Uh, it. I realize that it's definitely one of the three new ways that the force is used um, that we've never seen before. Right? What are the three? It's the force projection. It's the force, force connection. Flying and, in space. And, and force, force Mary Poppins. Right. Oh, that was so bad. Um, or also commonly known, force Yondu. Right now, those those three uses of the force they take some getting used to that's for sure but uh i know they most take art- artistic license i know most people hated all three of those particularly force mary poppins all right and, i i hated force yondu because it looked really weird i don't think the effect was done right it looked like some weird ass like 1950s a christmas carol Ghost of Christmas Past weirdness. The way, like, it looked like, because she was solid, there was no, like, body movement. It was like taking a static image and just sliding it through the frame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just took took the action figure and they just moved it and they digitally erased Ryan Johnson's But but the other stuff, like, I thought the Force connection was awesome. I love the Force hologram because I don't think we should ever know everything there is to know about the Force. I am okay with any new Star Wars movie showing us new things because the Force should always be a giant question mark. That's fair, but I don't think that Luke should then immediately die. <laughs> like, it was... It just well, we don't know. his We don't know sacrifice. what killed him. Like, okay, so that was another... Oh, and, and the fourth new Force ability are for the ghosts to interact with the the real world. Yeah, uh Yoda tapping uh right. Yuckster, mean, Yuckster Yoda. Yoda ta- Thor? Thor Yoda? <laughs> Which Rota? I think is setting up the 
episode nine to in- have force ghosts actually interact. Fighting. Right. I cool. think that's probably where it's going. But um, I'm excited about it. But, I hope JJ puts the, his big dick on that and says no. Um, but uh, the we don't know exactly what killed Luke, right? Was it he used every ounce of his power um, to to do that projection thing? Uh, did he actually sustain those injuries? Kind of like in the Matrix, like if you get killed in the Matrix, you get killed in real life, like... We right. don't know. Right. Um, but we shouldn't have to speculate like I, that. We I shouldn't have to do this much work. I don't think that matters right now. I, I just don't. Like well, there are so many other things. The, that the are point fucked is up the point right. is no no no. The point is he whatever killed him, it was it was due to his sacrifice. And that's like what is important for the character. Like exactly what did him in, I don't know. But um I thought when he died, it was actually a really cool like it was sad but yet like a peaceful moment and you were in the theater like when they showed luke sitting there and you realize oh shit he's fucking like using the force to like have this version of him out there somewhere across the galaxy and he's meditating and he's levitating the crowd went crazy now i realized they also laughed at a lot of not funny stuff it was, pretty, it was cool, but was then it was that. then the legs of that scene were cut out from it for me when he then passes out, wakes up, looks at the suns, and dies. I thought that that was uh, an unfitting, an unheroic death for our hero. Agree to disagree because I I, I basically a hundred percent disagree with that. But I will say this. Um, Right, well, I will ask this. The, we see the twin sons. Is he imagining the twin sons because he's thinking of like the beginning of his adventure or his journey? Are there two sons that happen to be on Octo? Like, where what, was that metaphorical? I I don't understand it. Like it it looked great. It felt I, it this, felt great. This but is like, this is like this is something this is I like haven't the thought about. Most artful, um, like thoughtful kind of like recreation and, and and thought put into this that any like I love it because but someone the answer else, is that Ryan Johnson doesn't give a fuck doesn't care nobody cares it doesn't matter because someone else that <laughs> that's saw, the answer he doesn't give a shit because someone else that saw Star Wars was like was like yo hey, my man there's a scene in the first one when Luke's watching Twin Sunsets and Ryan Johnson and Ryan was like Johnson, yeah, yeah whatever that'll, put that no, shit in who gives he was a shit? like yeah that'll look beautiful let's do that yeah, and then that'll someone be, someone be else visually was like, arresting. They, People will love the, then, the aesthetic. But then look of someone it. else was like, "But wait, Octo doesn't have two sons." And Ryan Johnson was like, "Fuck it, put it in." No, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a it's fuck. Gonna shut be, up. It's gonna be pretty. I, it, and it was. And as it was happening in the movie, I was like, "This looks really cool." And, and I wasn't putting it together what was happening. It was. It was Luke was expiring. Like he he was spent. And so you think it was like a. Death vision. Kind of, yeah. Like, I, I don't think it was literal in the sense that it was, like, there on Octo, uh, Octo, Octo, whatever it is. Um, I do think that it was uh, basically, like, almost like his life flashing before his eyes. And, and I didn't realize what was happening until it happened, and then he fades away. I mean, like, it... I was so nervous going into this movie. I, as you know from yep. the previous episode... My biggest fear, more than anything, more than am I even going to like it, was please don't kill Luke Skywalker. I, I can't, like, you killed Han Solo two years ago. I can't have another one of my childhood heroes die on screen, Let right? Let the past die. Kylo Ren says it. So I, I thought, like, I knew going in, if they kill Luke, that's it. I hate this movie. And then they kill Luke, and, like, I was okay with the way they killed him. I think I thought, like, in my head, the only way he's going to die is if he's, like, murdered, cut in half by Kylo Ren, and that wasn't the case. Like, he basically, like, pulled some crazy shit that we've never seen, and he was using the Force on a level that we didn't even know was possible, and, and whether it was the use of the Force in such an extreme way, or if the projection like actually sustained injuries that affected the real version. I don't know. But when it happened, I was, I was like way more okay with it than I ever thought I could be. So check this out. We listen to fat man on Batman all the time. Well, and some of us do. I do. 
I thought Matt, I thought you did too. I did until it sucked. Uh, well, so basically what happened... When they, when they used to talk comics and he'd have creators on, right. it, before it was about Mark Bernard and talking about the latest episode of Game of Thrones. All right, well, for, forget about that. So, so looky, you're happy with the way with the way that ended. Uh, I also like that, in a way, Luke went out on his own. Earlier in the movie, he says, I came here to die. Mm-hmm. So, at the end, you can infer that Luke let himself go. Luke expended all of that energy and that's that's what I think the movie tells us. I don't think there's any question about how Luke died. I think he spent so much energy making that projection happen, saving the last of the resistance to get out of that base that by the end like it took that kind of toll on his body that he died. Right. It's weird that the force which is not a negative or positive had that weird, like, dark side thing to it that it killed his body, but that's neither here nor there for this argument. Luke spent all of his energy to save the Resistance. I get that. But, since Ryan Johnson is making up whatever he wants about Force powers in this movie, why can't Luke show up in the flesh? Make the decision earlier in the movie, you know what? This girl is my hope. I'm going to fix what got fucked up. I'm going to train her, and we're going to go in together. Now it's just, it's not one against two going into the second Death Star. It's me and Ray, two against one Kylo Ren going down to crate, and we're going to do this. He can still, since Ryan, ah, since Ryan Johnson, I just want to get all this out before I forget it. Since Ryan Johnson is still making up all the rules, it is well within the realm of better storytelling for Luke to make a human sacrifice, show up in person, have a heart-to-heart human, warm body-to-warm-body reunion with his sister, bring R2 with him, touch C-3PO, and then go out to face Kylo Ren and be and ha- we can still have Luke being so powerful he can cast a vision of himself across the galaxy. But while he's there in person fighting Kylo Ren with his hand smashing a couple heads of super adats, and then at the very end, once the resistance is out, disappearing, and then showing up and like just using force teleportation. If we're ma- since we're making up, <laughs> we're making it all up. No, we are. We're making Ryan Johnson made up new force powers. Why couldn't force teleportation be a new superpower? You want to subvert expectations? Have Kylo Ren strike him down, same way Vader did Obi Wan. You see Luke's robes go to the ground. Star Wars fans know, oh fuck, that's how Obi Wan died. Luke's dead too. But then Luke shows up. He can even be on his deathbed in the Falcon when they take off. But he still makes that sacrifice. He shows up in person. He is a real guy showing real empathy, real compassion. He's doing what he did for three whole fucking movies in the original trilogy is fuck all. My friends are in trouble. I'm going going to to save them myself. Because even whenever he makes... If we're making up the rules, which Ryan Johnson is, that should be the end of that movie. Not... Oh, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to send an email. Hey, I'm like, just going to hey, send a hollow hey, guess what? email. I'm going to Skype in with you, Kylo Ren. Just just pick up. Go ahead and pick up. Yeah, there's something to be said about being there in person. It, it speaks to Luke Skywalker's nature from everything that we've learned from all the films before. Everything and- we learned. I mean, I, someone, someone I, mean, see I the can't tell trilogy. Ryan Johnson to watch the movies. We can only <laughs> right. let him make the movies, I guess. But here's the thing. It... it even whenever Luke decides to train This Rey, is going to be a six-episode podcast because episode one is just going to be about how they treated Luke. Well, I mean, it's the most egregious thing, and it's the thing that anybody that went to see this film should probably have a takeaway from. <laughs> if you've um, ever seen Luke Skywalker before, you should have a problem. And this, this is something I wanted to get to. It speaks to the people that have said that they really enjoyed the film. Um, I've been taking an, 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 uh, a, a survey of who the people are that seem to like it. It seems to be children really liked it because children are stupid. 
it seems to be that people that are lapsed Star Wars fans also stupid and or just not Star Wars fans at all. Those are the that's the subsections of people that were like, yes, I really like this movie. I went away from Star Wars for 30 years and there was darkness in my life. And now I'm back. There's there's the light. But there's never any reasoning behind all of the glowing reviews that I have either listened to or seen on Twitter or read because I haven't talked to a flesh and blood human being. A lot of holograms, a lot of force holograms <laughs> telling me all about how much they liked this Star Wars movie. Nobody has any real ideas about yeah, well, why they liked it a lot of window dressing a lot of it was really pretty oh holy shit crate the red planet it was so cool i liked it all oh, the jokes were so funny that that opening waka waka with poe when he there, fucking jerky boyed everybody there were okay, a lot of cool visuals there. yeah there were a lot of cool visuals but cool visuals not a good movie makes makes how would not a good movie? How, how would how would Yoda say? How would that trickster Yoda say? You mean a good movie makes? He would say. <laughs> you mean Mixius Pitalik that showed up to Luke <laughs> on Act Two? Right. That's that's another that's another little window dressing piece that actually is completely out of character yep. with the with with Yoda. People on what? the internet and other random dummies have been saying, oh, I loved it. Yoda showed up and he was so goddamn funny. It was like old times with him and Luke Skywalker. Well, well, everybody that didn't watch any of the Star Wars movies, Yoda only acted like that when he was trolling Luke Skywalker. If you're you're happy with that Yoda... Then you're a fucking dumb. You didn't watch the original trilogy close enough. Let's, before we get into Yoda talk too much, I want to kind of give my piece on the uh, projection now your point is well taken that that Luke being there would have been very meaningful it's it's in his nature it is in his nature however I, I just want to kind of present you with some some food for thought I respect your uh, your opinion thanks uh what's this movie really about the I mean truly they keep saying it over and over um, and Yoda says it, it you like failure is the best way to learning, right? What was one of Luke's biggest failures? Time out. Is that what this movie is about? Because I would wholeheartedly disagree. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. And and it's actually spoken by Yoda as the final lesson that he gives Luke when the Force Ghost appears. I think that it is. Kylo Ren says this like. You know, for, kill forget the, past, the right. yeah, kill, forget the past, kill it if you have to. And I think there are more cases of killing the past, be it character assassination of Luke Skywalker, um, the parentage of Ray, just basically saying it doesn't matter, nobody cares, it doesn't matter, you're trash, who cares? Right. The physical breaking of the lightsaber is a symbolic. Yeah, all that stuff that you liked before, all those things that mattered about this franchise, they're gone. They're broken. It's done. It's dead. Uh, Well, you could certainly take that away. I'm not disputing that, but I definitely do think that the idea of failure leading to enlightenment is absolutely a theme of the movie. And what was Luke's biggest failure? Not killing Kylo Ren in his sleep. It was... (laughs) It was in The Empire Strikes Back when he left his training to go help his friends and get sucked into the trap. That He didn't save anybody, really. And he ended up um, getting all fucked up and almost killed himself. Uh, he and, and he could have been turned. So that was a failure of Luke's, right? So he learns from that. Rather than rushing in, guns a-blazing, he goes ahead and he does the the force projection, which the, his main goal, which we'll call it Luke Loki, which was pretty kind of lame. Actually, if you think about it, that he, that his, his sacrifice of his life was just to buy those guys an extra five minutes. You know what I mean? It was stupid. Like that was his sacrifice. Although you could say the same about Obi-Wan in star Wars. Um, but then in the same movie, those same characters go on to defeat the Death Star. Those core characters mm-hmm. right there were an integral part of the, you know, 
possible right, end but, of that threat but to the, the people that, The people that Luke, quote, saved in this movie are obviously going to be integral to the survival of the resistance or the rebellion. How many how now. many resistance fighters are there left? I feel like eleven. The yeah. So so here's the thing. Um, so in order for Luke to buy this time, he let them like shoot at him for twenty minutes. Couldn't have done that if it was the real guy, right? He would have making stuff up. up. We have force 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 field. For, well, maybe. That's so what I that thought it was. Be, wouldn't that just be field. called what, Force Field? What's what's the argument here? I, I say Force Force Field. Luke made the, sm- the, Luke the, made the smart choice by learning from to not rush in. He didn't rushing rush in. headstrong right. into action. Never right. rush in, always FaceTime. Well, I'm yeah, just, I'm, I mean, look, it's, I, I'm just saying, I accept it for what it is. I, I'm fine with it. It's not like I think one version is better than the other. I I don't crap on the version that we got. Um, just because it wasn't the guy that was showing up, I thought it was kind of cool because, like, as an audience member, when it happened, I was and he got chopped in half. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't! I can't look!" And then he's like, "Okay," and it took you know a second to understand what was going on. And then you see him levitating and, and meditating, and it was fucking cool. That was like one of the coolest things Luke has ever done. But uh, I disagree with that. By the no, time was- that they were shooting at Luke, I was like. I can't believe that they're really going to gun no, him down like that. I thought my my expectations had been so subverted that I thought that they were just going to kill Luke by firing squad. No, there there's merit to Matt's argument, and I don't like. I went in. I went. I came out of the first viewing of Force Awakens with you know the express purpose. Force Awakens or Last Jedi? La- Last Jedi with the express purpose of focusing on the subjective problems with this movie because there are plenty mm-hmm. and something and Matt you, you said it earlier like I I shouldn't be disappointed because they didn't do what I wanted them to do right we're and, not making the movie that they did we're not reviewing the movie they didn't make we're reviewing right. the movie and that I, they made and I get that and there is something cool about seeing Luke be so powerful that he can cast this projective, right. projection of himself across the galaxy and I I appreciate that but, like, I don't think it ever should have gotten there because at the core of Luke's character, he doesn't quit. Right, he would have He been doesn't there. quit on I get it. the rebellion. He doesn't quit on his sister. He doesn't quit on his nephew. He's never alone on Act 2, Acto, at any point. Like, the... Like the all of Luke's story in this new trilogy is nonsense. He doesn't quit on his new uh, Padawan, his his new um, apprentice that he took under his wing, and like let's be honest, didn't really train all that much. I mean, she went out there, did some sword swinging, but if, did but, some yoga. Yeah, but if this like, is, he didn't really train her very much. If this much. is the movie we're given, like I I loved seeing that power output from Luke. If you've ever listened to this podcast. I'm a power guy. I love Superman. No, 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 no. I'm not me. Power not guy. me. I'm a power guy. <laughs> That's Paul McGinty. I'm benching power 350. Guy. Power I can bottom. squat so 600 pounds. I'm so upset. You're, with that. you're such a dummy for I, falling I into that trap. It's a trap, as somebody who got unceremoniously blown up recently would have said. I R. Love, I fucking pee. I love a big power set. Paul, I know. I love Superman. I love Green Lantern. I love. I love big heroes. Heroes like nothing's like. Um, this is my mission. I'm a hero. I've got all these powers. I'm gonna go do it. Like that's Luke, and that's the trajectory of Luke through the original trilogy. And like every and you know Disney was like, hey, all that other Star Wars collateral doesn't matter. This is canon, and all of the Disney canon that we have is three movies and one comic book. Of Luke Skywalker so far, so and every comic book, well, one comic book after Return of the Jedi, that between A New Hope and Empire stuff, it's canon. But like the the important stuff, he is, he's the hero's hero. He doesn't back down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't quit. He's compassionate. He believes in his father and his 
his his his friends. His friends. Is not like his going, friends or his weakness? He's not going to quit on them. He like he's not going to get to the point where he thinks he should maybe kill Kylo Ren in his sleep. I right. agree. But since that's what we're giving, since that's what we're given, and that's what we're left with, sure. Uh, I love the power output at the end. I love that he's able. Well, you're a power guy. I'm a. <laughs> I can't so wait to use this I'm so for the mad. rest of our lives. <laughs> I hope you fucking. I hope me. there's some better title for this episode. <laughs> I hope there isn't. <laughs> then I'm a power guy. <laughs> anyway, let's let's get off let's get off Luke. Um, no, uh, we won't. We talked second. about Luke for. A, I know. I know. I just I just want to wrap this up. Since this is what we're given, like I I appreciate you know seeing him be so powerful. And like I'm, I'm okay in in that setting. Like I'm okay with him just going at the end. But I'm not because at the end he knows the resistance is on their last legs. There's maybe at most thirty of them left. They need all the help they can get. And he's just on acto, and he's like, "Came here to die." Bought you guys ten minutes. Daddy Skywalker's out. Well, that's okay. there's nothing there's right. nothing Paul, right about Luke in this movie. Okay, it's all on. fucked up. Right, right. So that's that's what the uh, resistance needed at the time. And and as Luke said before, he his projection went away. Nobody's ever really gone. Uh, if you think that that's the last we're going to see of Luke Skywalker, you're you're wrong. He's going to be in the mm. next one. He's going to have an influence over Rey. So he's still going to help in some capacity. Uh, I will say this about the force projection, then we'll move on, Ian. Um, it's actually not the first time we've seen it. Ryan Johnson didn't create it. it the first time we saw it uh, was in a little comic book called Dark Empire. Back from the mid-90s, Luke actually did that maneuver way back then. Um, do, you, so, do you venture to guess that Ryan Johnson is a fan? Ever heard of it? Ever read it? In spite of what you guys say, and in spite of the fact that he definitely took some liberties, I do think he's a fan. Uh, I think that he has read comics, and I think, yeah, he's seen the movies before. <clears throat> he's So he's read comics, but he's never actually watched the movies. Right. Yeah, right, he's read the comics. I love his dedication. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To the he's read word. those weird ones from the 80s, <laughs> that, in between, yeah. like Walt Simonson drew no, but a bunch like, of them. Go, revisit, you have Dark Empire, don't you? I do. Have, you yeah. Revisit that, check that out, I'll because it's it actually It's not going to cool. make this better, Matt, but I, I, I get it. Well, I know, you're, you're very firmly planted in where, where you stand, um... Which is okay, but I'm just kind of pointing out some facts to I, you. Hey, man, I love well, facts. I love how fair you're being with this. I'm excited about it. Matt, and it it's the most even-handed review that I've ever heard no, on looky, this movie. Looky, it's yeah. I'm sorry that the force projection happened in previous comics. Maybe that's where Ryan Johnson got it from. Those comics aren't canon. It doesn't matter what's in those comics. But Ryan Johnson has full leeway to do whatever he wants with the well, force. Kathleen so, Kennedy, hold on, wait, wait, I gotta clarify. Kathleen Kennedy said, yeah, all that stuff that came before, the novels, the comics, it's not all getting thrown out the window. It's gonna be there, we're gonna mine from it. They've already done it with uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, not Grand Moff Tarkin, um, the blue guy. What's the, uh, Thrawn. General Thrawn. Did they do Admiral it? Oh, oh, because Thrawn. He, Admiral Thrawn. Um, because he was, uh, I'm sorry. And, uh, because he was in uh, Rebels, and they also mentioned the Outer Rim, which is sort of like, wasn't he from the Outer Rim? Or, or well, that, the that's Outer where Rim's the... been something ever since the original Star Wars movie, right? But like, isn't that, <laughs> isn't that where, isn't that where most of the the first book takes place in the Air Outer of the Rim? Empire? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was he was out, yeah, like in charge of like the um, the fleet that was like not kind of in in the thick of things right like during the battle of endor um from what i understand he because i guess there was like this whole race thing where like um within the empire like if you weren't a human like you were kind of relegated to like being not as important so they right. kind of shoved him out into you know the outer rim territories or whatever so matt anyway, what was your what was your point about him using dark empire as a reference? well the point is um you guys have both said that uh, he's just making shit up and he actually pulled that from existing Star Wars stuff I realize it's not canon 
but it's not like it was this brand new concept that had never been presented in Star Wars okay. in any capacity. That's all. That's um, fair. The the thing that I do want to say because I've don't, I've got don't wave your hands at me. We're I'm, gonna I'm take, waving my hands because we've been talking about right. Luke for a long we're gonna time. Take and as I long think that there are need, more problems yeah. about we're this take movie. As long we're going to get to it. I promise we're going to get there. If we need to break this episode up into two parts, we'll do it. That's fine. I just think we should move along because I, we've beaten it into the This ground. needs unpacked. All of this needs unpacked. It unpack. is unpacked. Because unpacked. you know who's unpacked it so far? Nobody. We're going to put a pin in it right there. Uh, we actually recorded over a four-hour-long podcast, and we felt like the most digestible way for you guys to hear it was if we broke it up. Now, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do two more episodes or three more episodes, but... Rest assured, there's more to come. We're going to continue our discussion next week on The Last Jedi.